0: Welcome to the Treeleaf Zendo podcast. Treeleaf is a Soto Zen Sangha available anytime, anywhere at treeleaf.org. Come sit with us. Happy birthday, everyone! Yay! I should put my hat back on. I got my little birthday hat. Happy birthday! It's our tenth anniversary here at Tree Leaf. But you know, for Zen folks, every moment is our birthday. I'd like to thank all the folks who will be sitting during this week. We're having a Zenathon. Folks are trying to keep the candle burning. Uh, sitting all around the world all our different places and that kinda of symbolizes who we are. This place was started uh, 10 years ago for folks who could not easily get to a Zen group because of health or age. And then we found that there were also a lot of working people, people with families who might even have a Zen group close by but because of their responsibilities they could not get there. and this place is open all the time, everywhere, wherever folks need. And it's a good group of folks. I think we all agree on that. So thank you all. And thank you to Grace and everyone who has organized the Zenathon this week. We're also celebrating a more important birthday, the Buddha's birthday, which will be later this week. We'll have a couple of events to mark that. But you know, the Buddha's birthday, April 8th, in Japan is actually celebrated other days in the rest of Asia. It's probably, I believe, uh, this uh, late May May this year. But that doesn't matter because the Buddha's birthday is also every moment. Every moment. And also something timeless. Even our tree-leaf Zendo birthday, We mark something artificial on the calendar and we say this is our 10th anniversary. But as the Buddha said, all things are impermanent. I hope we keep going for many, many more years, but nothing lasts forever. Yet each sitting is timeless. Each moment is a birthday party, is a celebration. And then it passes into the next moment. But there's something timeless about it. The Buddha's birthday is not something that you mark with a clock or a calendar. So I thought this week, what would we read that would be appropriate to the Buddha's birthday? And I chose one of Master Dogen's writings from the Shobogenzo, which is one of my personal Well, it's always meant something very special to me. And you would say, how is this one bright pearl about a birthday? Well, this one bright pearl, as we'll see when we're reading it, is something that's truly timeless. We don't say eternal, not that it goes on and on forever. It's something much more subtle. It's timeless. It's beyond measure. Master Dogen makes that very clear. But yet, it is all measure. It is the passing time. Timeless and the passing time. Beyond all things, yet all things. Your birthday and my birthday, you and me. Just the one bright pearl. It continues from the talk we had last time, which was on space. There, Master Dogen said that all things are like a great pearl whirling around in a silver ball. He liked this image very much, and this continues from that. So this is a beautiful description of Buddha's birthday. It begins... In this Saha world, that means this mixed-up crazy world, this day-to-day world we live in, Samsara, with all its ups and downs. In this Saha world, in the great kingdom of Sung, China, there lived great Master Gensha. One day, while still a young monk and a student of Master Seppo, in order to explore widely the surrounding district, Gensha leaves the mountain carrying a traveling bag. But as he does so, he stubs his stow on a stone. Bleeding and in great pain, Gensha all at once seriously reflects as follows. They say this body is not real existence. Where does the pain come from? Master Gensha had been studying for years the principle that all is empty, that this world and body is something of a dream. And it is. It is. There's something that sweeps right through. But if you get lost in that, you miss what's right here all along. And it came to him when he hurt his little toe. He thereupon returns to Seppo, his teacher. Seppo asks him, what is it, tough guy? Tough guy is actually a pretty good that's one of my Brad Warnerisms. I'm, since I'm inspired by that book he wrote where he, he he takes, he does a great job also with one bright pearl, if you get the chance to read it. And uh, there's a passage in there where the nickname for Gensha was literally tough guy because Gensha was known as a, apparently a hard sitter, intense, trying to find emptiness. Where is emptiness? I want to pierce through this dream. I want to pierce through this Saha world to find out that this body has no real existence. And suddenly, a little toe, his little toe that he stubs, teaches him where the real meaning of this body has no real existence, where that is found. So his teacher kind of laughs and says, Oh, what is it, tough guy? Sprained your little toe? And Gensha says, In the end, I just cannot be deceived by others. Seppo loves these words very much and says, is there anyone who does not have these words inside them, but is there anyone who can speak these words? I'll tell you what that means. You know, there are a lot of koans where the teacher recognizes the enlightenment of the student. And you think the student gives some witty response like this to the koan, and the teacher says, oh, yeah, that was a really interesting thing you just said, that must be it, that must be enlightenment. And my belief is that no, that's not what's going on. You see, the teacher when he confirms the student is not confirming at all that the student knows. The teacher is confirming that it is obvious that the student knows that the student knows. There's a certain confidence in the eye, there's a certain light that shines. And the teacher now knows this fellow doesn't need me to tell him anything about what he knows or doesn't know. He knows. She knows. The teachers watch the students on a day-to-day basis. It's not one phrase they say. How are they carrying themselves? Are they now carrying themselves with such confidence, with such peace and balance, even amidst the ups and downs of life, even when they stub their toes or break their toes? Even with all the day-to-day events, the teacher can look at the person and say, this person knows that they know. That's what the teacher is confirming. I like to say the teacher gives confirmation to that which cannot be given and confirms and approves that which needs no approval. You see. At least that's how I look at these things. So the teacher says, yeah, everybody knows, but few people can say it and really mean it. Is there anyone who does not have these words? You just cannot be deceived within them. But is there anyone who can speak these words and really mean them? Seppo asks further, So why don't you continue with your trip? Put a band-aid on that little boo-boo and get going. And Gensha says, Bodhidharma did not come to the eastern lands of China. The second patriarch did not go to the western heavens of India. Seppo praised this very much. Bodhidharma, according to our Zen history, did come from India to China. But Seppo said he did not go, Uh, he did not need to come because this truly is found everywhere. As Dogen said, there's no need to travel to dusty lands to find this. It's right here. I do not need to travel from teacher to teacher reading the next book, reading the next Sutra finding the next shiny spiritual thing in order to find the answer to this It's right here all along But interesting he then says the second patriarch did not go to India and you know what according to our history the second patriarch Bodhidharma's successor never did go to India So what could that possibly mean? It means something like to me Whether you go or whether you don't go, it's all right here. Just because I say you don't need to make the trip doesn't mean that if you do make the trip, it's not there too. You understand? If you sit on the Zazen cushion, silent and still, it's right here, whole and complete, the one bright pearl. When you get up from the cushion and go make your trip, get on in the world, go make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the kids, go to the work, go to travel around the world searching for something, visiting India to see where the Buddha was born, whatever you do on a pilgrimage, it's all right there too. After he had attained the truth at last, Gensha taught people with the words that the whole universe in ten directions, that means here, there, everywhere, up, down, right, left, the ten directions, is one bright pearl. One day a, ma- a monk asks him, I have heard the master's words that the whole universe in ten directions is one bright pearl. How should the student understand this? The master Gensha says, The whole universe. In ten directions is one bright pearl, what use is understanding? When a Zen teacher usually says it's beyond understanding, he means there's a, or she means there's a kind of understanding beyond understanding. It's not an idea, it's reality. We have an image here, a symbol one bright pearl, and you might think reality is one bright pearl, and you have this image of this perfectly round, beautiful, shining pearl, though if you've ever looked at a real pearl, have you ever looked at a real pearl? The ones that you get in the jewelry store, you know, they always fool with to make them perfect round. Real pearls are always wonderfully, wildly shaped and imperfect. They only sell the good ones, they say, you know, but the real pearl is just as imperfect as you and me in this whole world, and yet it shines. But this is a symbol. It's a symbol. So don't get lost in the idea, you see. Know it without just thinking about it. On a later day, the master asked the question back to the same monk. The whole universe in ten directions is one bright pearl. How do you understand this? And the monk says, repeating exactly word for word what the teacher had said, the whole universe in ten directions is one bright pearl. What use is understanding? Seems like the right answer, exactly what the teacher said. And yet the teacher laughs. The master says, I see you are struggling to get inside a demon's cave in a black mountain. That phrase takes a little explaining. I'm going to resort to to Brad Warner here a little bit again. It means something like, you have your head up where the sun don't shine. <laughs> in the black cave, to be perfectly blunt about it. Let's just say you're lost in the dark. Because he repeated with no true understanding at all. And the teacher knows it's not the words you say, it's how you live this. Again, there are folks, you know, you meet them from time to time, they have a little insight, maybe a little opening experience, or they have a peak experience, or they, they get something from the sutras and they think they're done. The teacher looks at the student and says, this student knows that it's all about life. It's all how you live each day. It's not just intellectual. It's not just a momentary experience. It's the whole package. Whether you go to India or don't come to China, it's how you live every day. Going or coming, it's all right here. Dogen continues. The present expression, the whole universe in ten directions is one bright pearl, originates with Gensha. The point is that the whole universe in ten directions is not vast and great, not meager and small, not square or round, not centered or straight. Not in a state of vigorous activity. I'm going to add one thing here that I think Dogen probably meant to say. For some reason it's not here. Nor in a state of quiet stillness. It's not disclosed in perfect clarity. It's not lost on the cloudiest, most confused day. You see? It's beyond all measure. It's beyond all shape. You think a round pearl, you think a, a vast pearl, you think a perfectly balanced pearl, you think a perfectly enlightened pearl. No, it's beyond and right through all that because this pearl, and Master Dogen makes this clear, this perfect shining jewel is also all that is vast, and all that is great. The jewel is the poor and the small, too. It's beyond it, and it is it. It is you who have no real existence, and this pearl is you and your life, too. It's centered and straight. It's square and round. It's a state of vigorous activity and a state of sitting still. It's going to China or not going to China. It's beyond China or no China. And yet it is China and it is India and New York City and Mexico and Canada where we sit and here in Japan. This is the pearl See, that pearl is pretty hard. I don't know what he did to his toe, but I just did a pretty good job of my fingers. Whew. I get the point. Because it is utterly beyond living and dying, going and coming. It is living and dying, going and coming, says Master Dogen. And because it is like this, the past has gone from this place and the present is comes from this place, it is the time of the past that's gone, it's the time of the present that has come, but it's always this place. When we are pursuing the ultimate, who can see it as utterly separate moments, Each separate moment that we see is no separate moment. And yet, each separate moment is itself a shining jewel. The one bright pearl. The moments of sickness, the moments of health, the moments when you're young, the moments when you're old. Each, the ultimate, each one bright pearl. And who can hold it up for examination as a state of total stillness. This pearl is neither still, is neither moving, it is all movement, it is all stillness, it is the stillness that is movement." Something like that. Continuing with Master Dogen, the whole of the ten directions describes the ceaseless process of pursuing things to make them into self and of pursuing self to make it into something because we pursue the self to make it into something. The whole of the 10 directions is in the ceaseless state. He's actually talking about how we create the world here. We create this complicated world that feels like separation, that feels like winning and losing, that feels like birth and death, that feels like the calendar moving Because our self is always chasing, our self is always weighing, our self is always trying to make the self better. Our self does not know the one bright pearl is here. So he continues, because we pursue self to make it into something, the whole of the ten directions is in the ceaseless state. We make this whole disaster, we make the whole chaos of the world, because we cannot see The wholeness and harmony that is this one bright pearl. It sometimes overflows beyond our regulating ability, which is the pivot of the moment. I know at least one person I'm seeing here has a situation at home. He told me about that. I would describe just like that, right? The whole thing overflowing. (sighs) Right? I think maybe a couple of you are nodding there. I've got some situations. It gets out of control, man. This pearl looks like it's going to roll, roll, roll sometimes, roll right over you. Life is wild. Here's another translation. The, the Most of this is uh, uh, Chodo Cross and Nishimura Roshi, but I, this was one from the uh, Order of Buddhist Compl- uh, Contemplatives translation. It's the same passage. In speaking of throughout all its ten directions, Gensha was referring to our Ceaselessly creating a self by chasing after things or creating things through our pursuit of a self. Because we create things through the pursuit of a self, the universe is ever restless throughout all its ten ten directions, unceasing in its arising. Its operation is beyond our intellect to control. Master Dogen continues. This one... Pearl is still not its name, but it can be expressed so, and this has come to be regarded as its name. The one pearl goes directly through 10,000 years and is beyond the measurement of years. The eternal past has not ended, but the eternal present has arrived. The body exists now, and the mind exists now. Even so, the whole universe is a bright pearl. It is not grass and trees there and here. It is not mountains and rivers at all points of the compass. It is a bright pearl. A yard of the pearl is a yard of brightness. It's not a name, it's not a symbol, though we're using a name and a symbol here today. It's not the past or the future. It's beyond all time, and yet it is perfectly the past and the future. It's not the blades of grass and the trees the battlefields, the hospitals where people are suffering in sickness. But it is all those things. It is a bright pearl. And a yard of the pearl is a yard of brightness. Every inch of the pearl, everything is also the pearl's brightness. Continuing. That is why this bright pearl exists not only without a beginning, But also without an end. It is one bright pearl as the whole universe throughout all its ten directions. It is not said to be two or three. It's the two and the three two. It's the two and the three and the ten million, the eight billion people on the planet Earth, every ant, every blade of grass, and yet it's just one bright pearl. By the way, again, I've taken excerpts this week. The, the, the actual One Bright Pearl from uh, Master Dogen's show Bogenzo, is a little bit more intricate, and he uses a lot of more poetic re- re- references, some of which I skipped over for simplicity's sake and time. If you get a chance to read it, read Brad's version too. That's a kick. He just He's just hit the nail on the head again. But the whole body is one bright Dharma eye. The whole body is real substance. The whole body is brightness. And the whole body is the whole body itself. That's Dogen getting jazzy with his language, man. The pearl's the pearl, man. When it is the whole body, it is free of the hindrance of the whole body. It is perfect roundness, and roundly it rolls along. Just at the moment of the present, in all cases, is one bright pearl throughout the whole universe in ten directions. So even though it seems to be continuously changing the outward appearance of its turning and not turning, it is just one bright pearl. All the appearances of changes in this world. Or when the mountain appears not to change. It's truly the mountain is always changing even though it's Too slow, perhaps, for the human eye to see. The days pass, the years pass. Suddenly, it's ten years down the road for all of us. But yet, it's all just one bright pearl. The Buddha, 2,500 years ago. Or was it just now? This now? Just one bright pearl. That is why, even though it seems that on the surface, things are either fluctuating or still, everything is the bright pearl. To know that this is precisely how the jewel is, is what the bright pearl is. Because this is the way things can be, even though you may be uncertain about whether or not something is the bright pearl, you should have no doubt about whether or not there is the jewel. I'll also put this, a lot of you might be sitting sitting there scratching your head and going, What's all this bright pearl stuff? Kind of get it, or I don't, or I completely am lost. Wonder what's on Netflix. <laughs> Why am I sitting here listening to this guy babble on about some bright pearl? I could be out earning money to buy a real pearl. The bright pearl is so pearly, it doesn't care whether you understand this or not. <laughs> When we're deluded, it's the bright pearl. When we see clearly, it's the bright pearl. When we feel all pearly, it's the bright pearl. When we feel like a sharp stone just broke our toe, it's the bright pearl. That stone that broke his toe was the bright pearl too. And so was his toe. So whether you actively pursue your doubts, cling to them or let them go, They are simply momentary observations of little significance, fleeting images of small weight. Its multifaceted, brilliantly ewed, sparkling is the merit of the universe throughout all its ten directions. Who could take this from you by force? You know, a real jewel you can get robbed and someone can take it. This jewel can never be taken. There's actually a story in the Lotus Sutra that's kind of the opposite of that. Fellow, a fellow is um, falls asleep and his friend wants to make sure he's taken care of but doesn't want to wake him up so sows a jewel in his pocket and the fellow lives for the next 10 years in utter poverty not knowing that he had this jewel in his pocket that he could access any time. And then he meets the friend and he says, oh, my life's been so bad these past 10 years. And the friend says, well, why didn't you, you know, sell the jewel I gave you? It was always there. And the fellow says, I didn't know about it. Boom, 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 punchline. It was always there, even if you don't know about it. Okay, so this jewel cannot be taken from you. Continuing, those who surmi- surmise that I cannot be the bright pearl should not doubt that they are the bright pearl. Trust me, would I lie to you? Would the Buddha lie? Of course not. Trust me, you're a pearl. Who feels like a pearl? Everybody raise your hand. Who kind of feels like a pearl? Who's wondering, what the heck is this guy talking about the last half hour? Okay, that's me. I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Artificial states of surmising and doubting. Thinking about it intellectually, too, doesn't matter. Whether you understand this intellectually or not, you're the pearl. You don't believe me? Go stub your toe. Artificial states of surmising and doubting, attaching and rejecting, are just the small view. They are nothing more than trying to make the bright pearl match the narrow intellect. Just turn your light around and return to that which shines within. For how much use is there in trying to understand this through the intellect? One of the descriptions that Master Dogen often uses to describe Zazen, though it came from uh, Hongzhou and long before is to when we sit zazen instead of looking out in the world reaching out that self he was talking about the self that's trying to grab and make its self and trying to get a grab a real pearl you know make some money out there and worried looking outward when we sit we turn the light in and let it shine you know that song it's american spiritual i'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know that? It's beautiful, spiritual. Well, anyway, just turn your light around and let it shine and return to that which shines within. For how much use is there in trying to understand this through the intellect? How could we not love the bright pearl? Its colors and light as they are, are endless. Every shade of the universe, every manifestation of all things, just as they are, are endless. Each color and every ray of light at each moment and in every situation is the virtue of the whole universe in ten directions. Even surmising and worry is not different from the bright pearl. On your scariest day, when you feel completely lost, that also is the bright pearl. I'm gonna I'm in a singing mood again. When you're down and trouble. You know that song? I'm into I'm into seventies pop today. Please excuse me. But Every moment, no matter how lost you are, how confused, how you think this world is so ugly and hopeless is not different from the bright pearl. Have a cookie, you're not eating the cookie. You want a cookie? Okay, we have tea and cookies here. If okay. Therefore. Nor, no action or any thought has ever been caused by anything other than the bright pearl. Oh, everything you do, every gesture, every action for good or bad, when you act in peace, when you act in violence. When the oil heater sings, love me tender, it is just the bright pearl. Of course, it's hard to see the bright pearl when you're caught in ignorance and ugliness. This is why we practice too. Although a hate, a day of hate and a day of violence and anger and separate thoughts of me and you and the other guy is also the bright pearl, it's obstructed. It can't be seen. It's as if you had that pearl hidden in your pocket, forgotten. In order to realize that all things are the bright pearl, we live by peace. We live by allowing and forgiveness, generosity, and wholeness, thoughts of harmony and unity. And then the bright pearl shines bright. But the bright pearl was there even on the ugliest day. That's what he's saying. Anyway, therefore, forward steps and backward steps in a demon's black mountain cave are just the one bright pearl itself. Even when you're like that student, completely lost in the dark, it is just the one bright pearl. Preached to the assembly in 1243, but that's just a moment ago, one bright pearl. Capturing the Buddha's birthday 2,500 years ago, just this moment, one bright pearl. Well, 10 years ago when we started Treeleaf, we didn't have the ability to actually, I I never saw anybody out there and we couldn't talk or anything. So I want to make use of this. Anybody have a question? And even if you don't, ask something. (laughs) Who's got a question? Michael. This may be a silly question, but it's a question. You're talking about how the student knew or had the confidence in knowing um how does one know that if that knowing or that confidence is not just an extension of the dream within the dream so how does one know that they are this bright pearl but maybe even that confidence is just the dream if you knew that you wouldn't be asking me it's like that old thing i know that you know that you know that i know that you know remember that yes Here's, here's what I think. You know, sometimes you get folks and they have a moment, a of peak experience, a moment of opening, and they think they've got it. And then they get on with life and they try to stay in the wooey and their life falls apart. Here's my wave. Here's my litmus test. When you get the cancer diagnosis, when your dearest loved one dies, when it, you stub your toe or get a flat tire or your house burns down, when it's a happy day or a sad day, when it's a birthday party or it's a funeral, whatever it is, this is where the proof of the putting of this practice meets. When you see the clarity, the peace, the wholeness, the harmony, when the teacher sees this in someone's behavior and how they express themselves, you can know who's kind of faking it or has a little bit of insight in who maybe really has the sound. I compare this to Coltrane. I was posting about this at Dharma Wheel. And I said, it's like me who's had five saxophone lessons and listening to John Coltrane. You can tell the gifted musician by the harmony, the, what they do with their, their instrument, which is their self. Versus the hack, who's just kind of faking it and maybe knows how to play Love Me Tender. And about that's about it. You see, So it's how you live, how you react. It wasn't one particular answer you give. And when you know that you know, you know. It's not a moment of insight, a brief passing, a, or an opening experience, a moment of Kensho. When this is working in your life, when suddenly this whole messy, complex world of beauty and ugliness and war and peace and sickness and health, when suddenly you know, ah, that's it, one bright pearl. You don't need to ask me or anyone. When a Zen teacher puts a stamp on someone and gives approval, they're giving approval of something that has no need of approval and cannot be given or taken. That's anyway. That's my crazy way of looking at this. Okay. Thank you. Another question. We're going to be celebrating uh, our tenth anniversary too with the ordination of Daisan and Sekashi in a couple of weeks. So Dizon, what's your question? Can I turn your microphone on? I I have amazing powers, but not that 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 amazing. I have powers of hearing, but you have to turn your mic. Yeah, go ahead. I could not turn my microphone on and, and pretend I can't. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what what does what does the the bright pearl tastes like when you're, you're tasting jam. Tastes like jam. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually actually a great question. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. You have anything? No? You good? I was just wondering about, the, the Bright Pearl and Emptiness. Um, for a brief moment, I thought the Bright Pearl is emptiness, or emptiness is the Bright Pearl, but now I lost that concept totally, and I thought, maybe you have some thoughts on that. Yes, the Bright Pearl is emptiness. And yes, it's a concept you have. And as he said, Whether you have a concept in this or don't have a concept of this, the bright pearl is emptiness. And emptiness is also the wholeness that is you and me and the other thing. And whether I'm explaining this logically or not right now doesn't matter at all because the bright pearl is just the bright pearl. Stop thinking about it. Get back on the cushion and turn that light around and let it shine. Thank you for joining us for the Tree Leaf Zendo podcast. Tree Leaf is an online practice place for people who cannot easily attend a Zen center due to health, location, work, childcare, or family needs. We provide netcast Zazen, retreats, discussion, jukai, the support of fellow practitioners, interaction with a teacher, and all other activities of a Zen Buddhist Sangha, all fully online, accessible anytime, anywhere, without charge. Come build the future of online Zen community and practice.